All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Go and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, give us five stars, and leave a good review. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, hopefully in the future, we will have some exciting uh, sponsors that we can announce. <clears throat> Bojangles. But uh, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly, Ryan, <laughs> if you want to kick that off. Sure. Um my good this week is uh, <clears throat> I, I texted the guys about this. Um, I, Logan, I think you'd heard this previously, but Tommy Rivett put out a new song this week on Tuesday, which is kind of weird for Spotify, called Country Again. Um, and I guess his, uh, his new album is coming out April 30th. So maybe that's something good to look forward to. Um, but it's literally about sitting around. Uh, one of the lines is like sitting around listening to Eric Church with his buddies and getting his put he puts his boots to the back of the closet because that's not him anymore because he's living in the big city and and it's all about coming back to nashville and kind of settling down so i actually really appreciated the lines in that i thought it was a good song um and speaking of eric church he has a new album out tomorrow the heart album um so i'm looking forward to listening to that and then he puts out soul so like heart and soul puts out soul next friday and apparently if you're a member of his church choir which is like the insiders you get the and album which is coming out on tuesday so maybe some, some good music here coming up so i was excited about that i'll toot my horn half-heartedly about my master's picks i had all the right people but none of them won so john rom fifth tony finau cam smith we talked about on here were 10th uh webb simpson's 12th that's not great but i did call lee westwood that he would kind of stink and rory we'll, we'll just not talk about <laughs> so <laughs> I, I can't make Rory my bad. So I'm going to go music again. And I'll say that uh, I've, I've been on here and, and defended Chase Rice and, and some of the bro country guys in the past. I don't exactly hate Florida Georgia line right off the bat, but man, uh, the one of the guys from their band, the Florida one, not the Georgia guy, um, put out an album this week. And I texted the guys after listening to it, try, trying to entice one of them to also have to suffer through the pain and misery that I had. said next topic. It was so bad. That's my bad of the week. And then my ugly, um, I've noticed that the scale is starting to creep up when I get on it in the morning. So my ugly is my own gut. I, uh, this quarantine <laughs> thing has not been going well for me. I, uh, I need to start getting back in shape. So I bought some running sneakers. I haven't exactly gotten around to going on a jog yet, but uh, that, that should hopefully be coming soon because uh, I'm starting to look more like a marshmallow than, uh, than, than I'd like. <laughs> I look like a marshmallow. <laughs> So, uh, yes, I did listen to the BK's Wave Pack by Brian Kelly of Florida Georgia Line, and I think that I'm going to borrow a mini segment before I move into the other guys, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, or, yeah, Good, Bad, Ugly, from Country and Cold Cans, and I'm going to, as Classic Rock Carter would do, read the chorus in a very dry voice to let you guys listen to the uh, poetic genius that came from your boy BK. The chorus goes, yeah. They call me Beach Cowboy. Sand Cruiser Flat Tire Turquoise. Got Shark Tooth on my bolo. Saddle up, paddle up, now YOLO. Yippee yokai yay, it's your boy BK. Going John Wayne on these waves. Yeah, they call me Beach Cowboy. Yeah, they call me Beach Cowboy. <laughs> Legitimately a chorus. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm never going to listen to it. <laughs> it's pretty bad I, it's pretty bad <laughs> even even this morning taking my daughter to daycare the 
uh, Bobby Bones show was even kind of making fun of it. And he's probably the nicest guy on the radio today. And he was kind of laughing about it. <laughs> so it's that bad. <laughs> Thank God I don't listen to that crap. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Anyways, Dustin, you're good, man, the ugly. Enough of your All boy right. BK. Let's move into a little bit of uh, good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, something much better is uh, for those of you out there looking for quality country music tunes to listen to, if you'll tune into the next episode of Country and Cold Cans, you'll get four boys from Halifax County talking about the Mount Rushmore country music. So does Logan and Dustin have the same four? Or who do the other guys pick? Wherever podcasts are available, go check it out. Country and Cold Cans, Mount Rushmore, country music. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, the other good, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my wife who doesn't listen to this podcast a shout out. Um, she had a very busy week here at work, taking on responsibilities of executing a virtual conference that had a uh, hundreds of attendees, and it went really well. So good for her. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Um, Dad, Aaron Rodgers, he's been the Jeopardy host for like two or three weeks now. I really don't. He's not very good. Like, he just seems out of place. He makes weird faces at different times. He tries to, like, show, like, he's Mr. Smart Man. I'm not saying he's not. It's just, he's, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. And I haven't really be been fun. enjoying it. He tries to be funny, and he isn't. Yeah, he's kind of yeah. a dick. Yeah. I heard he has notes that says, don't pick your nose. And <laughs> I, I, I saw it somewhere. He said he has a couple of notes. Like, don't pick your nose. Don't pick your ear. Like, Something like this. Like that. That's so funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, he's got his hair slicked back and he's just it took me a minute to realize it was him. But anyway, not very good. So let's hope he doesn't get the gig here somewhere months down the line. Um the only other uh bad I don't know I don't even have an ugly this week is uh bad for me, not bad for him. Matthew Hurt declared for the NBA draft this past week. Uh he was <laughs> really I'm yeah. sorry. That was my honest reaction. <laughs> yeah. It's he's he was second highest scorer in the ACC. This is I mean, if I were him, go chase that draft pick. He'll he'll likely be second round, but you know, who knows what would happen next year, right? So um sometimes you miss that window. I don't really blame him for it. But that means that six of the eleven scholarship players from last year's team are gone. So the carousel continues in Durham. Well, is it when is that that new rule coming in to where they don't have to play one year of college? Well, they this they year it's the G League, I think it is. Oh, uh, I don't think that they've negotiated that right. Okay, yeah, that's a so the Players Association for the NBA and the NBA the league itself, I think, have a bargaining agreement coming up in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, and allegedly that's going to get included in the bargaining agreement. Um, now maybe they'll phase it in. It may not be immediate. Um, but you know, they've held several commissions on it. I mean, everybody's kind of in agreement now, like yeah. something's got to change in the system. So, but I think we're still a couple of years off from that. So anyway. All right, Morgan, you're up. Cool. I have a good, great and a bad. So, um, good. Uh, I was texting the guys just the other day. Uh, Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, has got a documentary coming out. Uh, what drives us? And he 
goes into detail about life living in a van when when you're starting out as a, as a small band before you make the big time. He's interviewing quite a few people. We got the drummer from Slayer on there. Uh, I say he's got some from the Pixies. He's got. I don't have a list in front of me. I'm unprepared for that. Apologize. <laughs> YouTube, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yep. Um, there's a lot of people. There's, there's, there's quite a few people, but he just interviews them. They all talk about how when they started out, how they just it was making music, driving in the van from gig to gig. You know, a lot of them talk about how how great experiences they had driving in the van from hotel to hotel, small clubs. It was awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to that coming out so I can watch that. Uh, let's see here. Great. I actually have two greats. So I apologize. Uh, Crystal has her desk space all put together for her new job. She starts on Monday. I'm currently sitting at it and using it before she does. So, uh, is that a is that a Morgan put it together? No, she put it all together. She oh. pulled it out of the closet. She put all she put, she got everything put together. Came home from nice. work the other day and she has it all set up, ready to go. Um. Another cool thing, uh, Brody usually tries to take my uh, water bottle and, and use it. And every time I don't let him take it, he starts crying. He gets really upset because he wants to be like dad, I guess. So I mentioned to Crystal the other day when she goes to Walmart to get him his little own mini one. And now he just carries it around from everywhere he goes. He takes it with him into the car, going to daycare. Uh, Take it in my office, fill it back up with water. When I pick him up, give it back to him. He holds it on the way home, drinking it. <laughs> it's, it'll shut. It'll, it'll, it'll shut the uh, the thing, and then just open it up all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And, uh, that is cool. My only bad is uh, Hokie's wide receiver uh, Changa Hodge, who we had transferred in last season. He's supposed to be a big part of their offense this coming season. Tore his ACL in spring practice and will not be suiting up this season. So that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Not like that. Not like uh, he's gonna be a big part of uh, awesome Cornelson's fly highing offense anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for later. That's for September and and in October to talk about him. So too early to be miserable about the Hokies. <laughs> I think he's that. already miserable. Can't wait to talk about that POS. <laughs> All right. So for me, um, first good is one of my buddies at work just bought an awesome new boat. And you know what they say? The best thing to have is a good friend with a boat. So yeah. I don't have to be the owner. I just get to enjoy it and, you know, pay for gas. So that's going to be fun this summer. It's going to be a summer filled with golf and spending time on the lake. Uh, congrats to my buddy. Um, second, Good for me is uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, one of NC State's best pitchers, led him to the College World Series in 2013. He threw a uh, no-hitter for the Chicago White Sox and was literally an errant pitch off the catcher's foot away from a perfect game. Uh, Gave that up with uh, that bad throw in the ninth inning, but, you know, hats off because throwing a no-hitter in the MLB is, uh, you know, it's impressive. So happy for him. And then – you know, I really don't have anything bad, but I do kind of want to complain for a moment about this. Uh, so this is the bad. I uh, thought that when we introduced replay into Major League Baseball, that it was supposed to fix the errors on close plays. And 
um, the Atlanta Braves were playing the Philadelphia Phillies, and they lost on a uh, throw at the plate, and he was called safe by the umpire. Everyone with you know at least one eye could see that he was out. The umpire called him safe and went to instant replay, and he was declared safe. Um, I thought the replay was supposed to fix those things. He never touched the plate. Yeah, he he still hasn't touched home. No. (laughs) How many days later is it? But anyways, that's my good good and bad for this week. Get it together, Um, MLB. Can I I add something to that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Bryce Harper, as well as him not touching the plate, Bryce Harper also hasn't hit the ball yet. <laughs> How's that contract working out for you, Phillies? Wow. I don't like the guy, sorry. I'll 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 throw in on that. I'm not a big fan of Bryce Harper either. He's, wow. actually, he's, he's an arrogant piece of crap. That was actually what? part of my dislike of the Nationals for many, many years. Yeah. He made it all about him every year. I know one athlete we won't ever have on Miserable and Reckless. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sick that week. <laughs> All right, let's move into the next topic. <laughs> Weekend look ahead. Sure, let's go with it. <laughs> I'm still laughing about the Bryce Harper hate. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of the guy, but <laughs> I mean, no, me and Morgan, as a me and Morgan are bit. strong vetoes on that. Strong vetoes. You're not welcome here, Bryce. <laughs> Here's a in college. Brick coming out of college. <laughs> I'll All right, we can look ahead. I'll say I'll take us away from the Philly hate, and uh, <laughs> we'll head to Richmond. We were at Martinsville last week for NASCAR. That's a short track. Um, we talked about it on last week's pod. Um, there's short track racers: Martin Truex Jr., Chase, and Denny. They're the top of the field. No surprise, those three were at the top of the board and came in in that order last week. Um, nothing's really going to change a whole lot this week, in my opinion, because we're headed to Richmond, which is another short track. Just add another quarter mile on. It's three quarters of a mile track. Uh, has a, a unique shape in a short track that allows it to race like a bigger speed uh, super speedway. These are the super speedways are like Daytona and stuff like that. So um, on the back half, they can get up to speed and then they kind of got to slow down. There's a lot of action that happens. Usually there's a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of bent fenders, all that kind of stuff. I would expect to see the same three, uh, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Chase. I like, um, I like Richmond. It's a really fun track to watch. I've been, I've been there a few times when I was younger. So uh, I'll give a shout-out, even though I don't want to, to the Maryland Terrapins for being 8-0. Next topic. Lacrosse, yeah, really. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I feel. I we were that's how I feel. I came on this podcast last week and said Duke and Carolina were the runaway favorites in lacrosse, and they both promptly crapped the bed literally by the time the podcast ended. So, so much for that. Rutgers Conference has lacrosse, yeah, but yeah, and they all just play each other, and then they elect a champion, and somehow that champion gets to go to number one. And then we're all supposed to say that Maryland is the best because they've only ever played in their conference. But don't get me started. Whatever. So I'll be looking forward to NASCAR and lacrosse this weekend. I don't <laughs> watch lacrosse. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend. That's my that commentary. Do. You don't live in Maryland and you're not from Maryland, so it's okay. My and your team's not. for a little bit at a private school one, one season before he was asked to not return. <laughs> You guys have anything you're looking forward to? Well, um, if everyone remembers a 
a week or two ago, I was saying that I was supposed to go to um, my buddy's male baby shower, uh, the second one, within the last few weeks. And then I was mistaken. It was not that weekend. It's this weekend. So we're shooting guns this weekend. Congrats to my my friend John and his wife for their uh, upcoming child that will be brought into the world. So it should be fun this weekend. Quarantine. That's what Pretty they call them. <laughs> I've got two yeah. friends with quarantine babies. Yeah, or the or the joke is when they become teenagers, they were going to call them quarantines. Oh, because everybody <laughs> was at home. Bridget's a quarantine baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dads, anything or just more free time to yourselves? Um, yeah, lots of free time over here. Yeah, don't talk to him about that that that, that free time again. Uh, I heard it's pretty nice. <laughs> It's we're we're gonna keep indoctrinating uh Emmy with softball, mostly SEC softball, because we're determined to ensure that she plays the sport. That's yeah, we same here, Dustin. We told we've been talking that Brody and Bridget, no matter what, they they're gonna play a sport, you know. Pick one and, and stick with it. And see, Dustin, if you even want, I'll even offer up on the record here help for good cop, bad cop. You and Jenny can be good cop of showing her the positives of softball, and I'll be bad cop and tell her the negatives of soccer. Nice. Perfect. (laughs) The background on that, America, is Logan signed up for one season of soccer. I don't know how old you were. 1999. I was five. Yeah, five years old. They played their games on Sundays. It was cold. I don't even believe fall or spring or something. I don't know. It didn't matter. It was cold. It was windy and miserable every YMCA Sunday afternoon. It was, it, it was just, it was the worst experience our families ever had. Yeah. And we all we hate, had to, I hated it. I didn't understand why I couldn't use my hands. And, and Logan didn't want to quit, but you know, the, Family motto is you don't you don't quit anything. So we spent the entire miserable friggin' season going to soccer games on Sunday in the cold, sometimes in the rain. And Logan didn't even half want to play; he kind of just stood there sometimes. And it was <laughs> it was miserable. And we all hate soccer to this day. Yeah, so, I announced my retirement from the sport of soccer back in the nineties. Taking your talents to baseball and basketball. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of sports, Crystal has got Brody sign up for his. First swim, uh, swimming lessons. Nice. Thanks. Yeah, nice. she's gonna start uh, getting him introducing introducing him into the pool and, and swimming. So there's a pool here in Holly Springs that uh, she's gonna be taking him to. I think it's was it twice 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 a, twice a week. Um, Very cool. Just kind of getting him indoctrinated and then do it and getting used to it and. Hopefully they treat him better than we used to treat the kids at Wilmington at the Seahawks swim school. I'll give a little plug in there. Anything better than the Wilmington swim school. The, uh, they used to tell us that if the kids were crying, that you could dunk them under the water because then they'd stop crying. And the parents were totally on board with this. The parents are totally on board with this. So you have a bunch of hungover swimmers that are showing up on Saturday morning and the kids are crying and that's not good for a hangover. So you apparently had every right to dunk these kids underwater. I felt terrible doing it, but you, you, you catch But nevertheless, you persisted. <laughs> What'd you say, Morgan? I said I catch somebody doing that to Brody and they're gonna go in the water. <laughs> I don't care what it teaches. Them. 
So just picture this. Yeah. Morgan's going to show up in his like uh, his dad fold out chair that, you know, you put on your shoulder and he's going to open it up and set it down. He's going to be in this chlorine pool environment and be over there, arms crossed, <laughs> the eagle eye and everybody in there. Isn't that the, was around. it the Kenny Powers meme? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reopens the chair for soccer practice or whatever. Yeah, that's going to be Morgan twice a week pretty soon. Hey, they got to learn. That's how you can get them to be like a super cool surfer or something. <laughs> All, right. All right. Southern 64. The moment everyone's been waiting for. We needed a decision. We thought about going to our wives. I actually asked my wife. I know Morgan and Dustin asked their wives too. We thought we had a decision that way. And then Logan came from the came from the top of the ropes, as they say in wrestling terminology, and decided it was gonna be it was gonna be determined by his dog. So Logan, the moment of truth. Uh for those that can't see, he's he's got his dog here next to him. And he's got Bella. two treats. Yeah, sorry. I should call her by her name, Bella. <laughs> and he's got two treats that she is very interested in, one in each hand. Logan, I'll let you take it from here. So Bella's sitting right here making her podcast debut on Miserable and Reckless, and we have a kind of a reddish-colored treat that will represent Dale Earnhardt and a tan-colored treat that represents Coach K. Whichever one Bella chooses will be the one who advances to the, uh, the, final, four. the final four of the Southern 64. You know what to do, Bella. <laughs> All right, Bella. Who's it going to be? Look, she tried to eat both of them. Yeah, it's, both it's Coach it's K. Really she, she ate Coach K first. <laughs> I, yes. No, no. For the record, yes. no. the record, my wife was so irritated that I even bothered to ask her this question. I thought for sure she might say Coach K, but instead, she, she looked at me like I should divorce you for even asking me this question. She was so angry. So if we left this to the wives, the right thing would have happened. Dale Sr. would have been chosen. I can't believe we left this in the hands of a dog. That Logan probably, what? Her favorite treats are the white ones, aren't they? She, she'll eat anything. She does. She's, she's, she's literally sitting here right now smelling of the mic and the table saying, got any more votes for me? <laughs> I, I want to recount. This is illegal. I can assure you that she literally will eat anything. <laughs> so, coming out of the sports round, apparently, we have apparently Coach K. This is a travesty. Shout out, Bella. <laughs> Bring one for the home team. <laughs> Way to go, Bella. I'll see you next week. I'm going to give you a lot of treats for that. <laughs> and she's going to send you a box of treats, not now. <laughs> we have coach coach k the five seed uh under protest speaking of speaking of uh replay we should have a replay on which tree she ate first because she ate both of them pretty quickly <laughs> she did <laughs> versus, <laughs> versus the three seed digest first yeah right <laughs> that would be yeah right come back next week for no um <laughs> The five seed Coach K in the sports round versus the three seed Andy Griffith in the entertainment round. If you missed it or don't remember, Andy Griffith defeated Tom Petty narrowly last week, and Coach K just defeated Dale Earnhardt Sr. So I'm this whole thing is under protest at this point to me. That it's Coach K versus Andy Griffith. It's obvious to America never do a podcast with two brothers because they sway the votes and they just belabor and 
and make things impossible and send it to another court for recount, AKA Facebook and bring their dogs into it. And this is starting to feel rigged. So I'm, I'm <laughs> Morgan, we, we don't have a voice anymore. We've been silenced. Um, um, but I'm going to go with Andy Griffith, just pure out of spite as a Carolina fan. I'm picking Andy Griffith. Uh, I'm going to need to see your ID before you cast that vote. You can see my face. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Griffith. All right, Morgan, what's your vote for? Griffith. All right, good. We haven't been silenced yet. DeBerry's, Logan, what's yours? This one's really tough. I'm not going to act like it's not. It's two pillars of my childhood. But I'm going to, just because you're being petty, I'm going to be petty because Andy Griffith is a UNC grad, so go to hell, Carolina, Coach K, all the way. You can't pick Andy Griffith to beat Tom Petty and then be petty about Andy Griffith the next week. <laughs> well, I just done done it. <laughs> the beauty of having your own podcast is you can do whatever you want. Right? I, Including, I, go ahead. I see, what, I see what you did there, Angle. <laughs> All right, Dustin, what is it? We can't have another tie. Oh, sorry, boys. Um, Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell, Coach K all the way. (laughs) This week, we're going to the wives. We're going to get Coach K out of this one way or the other. (laughs) He put an asterisk beside it. (laughs) That's how I know who wins when I go back the next week. Get get the dog involved again right now. Let's just end it right here. (laughs) Uh, all right. So we had sports, entertainment, season experiences, and food. Those are the four regions, right? So coming out of the others, it was actually surprisingly pretty clear. Cities and experiences, we had tailgating that triumphed last week over Duke, Carolina, although closely. And then for food, we had fried chicken triumph over mac and cheese. That wasn't even close. That was a that was a that was a washout. So um tailgating versus fried chicken. Um I've been pretty up front about this that I thought I was going to ride this horse all the way to the finish line, especially with the Kentucky Derby coming up. See that reference there. I'm going tailgating. Um, you can tailgate anything, including the Kentucky Derby. So, uh, uh, you can have fried chicken at a tailgate. That's another I thing. Just I about to say that. Uh, so I'm going to go tailgating, uh, Logan. Uh, we we've been over this many times. You've tailgated for eight years. Mm-hmm. I think I have that right. Yep. What's your choice here? Tailgating or fried chicken? <clears throat> Two things very near and dear to my heart. Um, I eat fried chicken all the time. Had it this morning, actually. Um, but when it comes to, I'm trying to put this in the context of what do I look forward to the most? I look more forward to the seven Saturdays a year that I get to tailgate over eating fried chicken. I eat fried chicken all the time, but I look more forward to tailgating. So tailgating wins for me. All right, Dustin, we'll go to you next. Fried chicken or tailgating? Uh it's going to be, this is an easy one, actually. It's going to be fried chicken because you don't need to go to a tailgate to get fried chicken. I mean, tailgates are a narrow window that you get to spend time at. I can have fried chicken anytime. I can have it for breakfast. I can have it for lunch. I can have it for dinner. I can have it as a snack. I can have it as a, a late night snack. I can have it anywhere. I can have it in my car. I can have it at home. I can ha- eat it in the Popeyes or Bojangles possible sponsor one day uh drive through <laughs> so <laughs> fried chicken is the <laughs> ultimate is the absolute ultimate southern thing it is my favorite food it is way better than tailgating i'd rather eat fried chicken than tailgate fried chicken all day that's a strong opinion wow i'd rather eat fried chicken than tailgate 
Yes. Eat fried chicken here. I can eat fried chicken there. I'll eat fried chicken I'll just... everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking like a true dad. <laughs> I'll point out you can have a lot. Ah, I already cast my vote. Morgan, what's your what's your take? Yes, I agree. Being from the South, this is definitely a tough one because I love fried chicken. I remember eating, getting fried chicken as a kid. I used to love going to the Golden Skillet in our hometown and getting fried chicken for dinner. It was amazing. Biscuits, everything. But I love tailgating. Even if it is a short window, I love that waiting period for Saturday to get here to go park the car or Uber there. Meet up with your friends, tailgate, watching a pregame on someone's TV that they have hooked up in the back of the car, like taking shots of wild turkey at 9 a.m., watching someone grill food they've been working on since 5 a.m., cooler next to you, cracking beers. Then you walk up to, obviously, you walk up to the the stadium to to go watch the game. It's uh, one of the best experiences you get to, to live. So for me, it's tailgating. Point of order, you don't have to go to a tailgate to take 9 a.m. shots while turkey. Yes, so, you do. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You can do that literally anytime. You might get fired and ruin your life, but you can do it. You can do it, but it's like you know it's like you they always sure. say. You could, do it. you could do that shot of wild turkey at 1 a.m. while you have your fried chicken. You could. Beyond your uh, your last day of college, it's kind of frowned upon. <laughs> you know what? If, if you go to Lane Stadium... And tailgate there, it's usually a, a thing you go ahead and do and take that shot of wild turkey early in the morning. So I'm going to open up the championship then. It's Coach K, a five-seed versus a five-seed tailgating. We're just going to knock this out this week. The Masters is over. We can't keep talking about March Madness stuff. <laughs> tailgating is something that you can do, not just at a college football game, as we've kept a very uh, narrow definition of this so far. It's something you can do at a country concert. It's something you can do at any concert. Something it's something you can do at the damn pool, waiting for someone to barbecue, waiting for, excuse me, the uh, the mayor of the pool to barbecue for you or whatever. Morgan, you're going by in your new neighborhood. Point, point of order on this. Barbecue actually has to mean barbecue. It's a cookout if it's hot dogs. Yeah, hamburger. You're, you're grilling out or you're cooking out. I was actually about to say that, so I'm glad you brought that up, Dustin. <laughs> You guys kicked off barbecue, so I'm not allowing your point of order. That would have been in my final, but whatever. (laughs) So I'm going to go tailgating with this, but Dustin, I have a feeling where you're going to go, and then we'll kick it to the other two. I think y'all are all terrible is what I think. It's Coach K all the way. Look, tailgating's fun, but there's nothing better than Coach K. He is the ultimate. Southern 64 winner. Y'all just go ahead and declare him the winner. Get Bella out here again. Let's make this thing official and just call it a day. I'd like to point out that we kicked off a guy who died doing a sport that he loved for a coach who can't even keep a guy out of college for more than one year, but that, whatever. Uh, all right. That's not Logan. true. Joey Baker's been there like three years. <laughs> <laughs> Logan. Yeah. So, Mike Krzyzewski is probably my favorite college basketball coach of all time to the point that when I was a kid, I memorized how to spell his name and still can to this day. I would demonstrate K-R-Z-Y-Z-E-W-S-K-I. It's not an easy name to remember to spell when you're 10 years old, but I did it. Grew up watching the guy. 
as I got older, I drifted a little bit away from Duke, and I spent more of my Saturdays outside of Carter Finley. I spent a lot of those Saturdays, too, going to see Eric Church or Dirk Spentley or what other country concerts that I had gone to over the years. And those are probably some of my favorite memories over the last decade. And so I'm going it, to, it's, it's a dead heat for me, but I'm going to go here and be a little bit petty again. Coach K is originally from Chicago, not very Southern in this instance, so tailgating gets the win for me. Coach K has been in Durham since 1980. Thank you very much. And he served our country. I didn't know you were anti-veteran. <laughs> I believe you seated the floor, Dustin. <laughs> I have not yielded at my time. <laughs> He's going to try to filibuster this. Right? <laughs> hey, let's all vote for a point of closure. <laughs> Morgan, the, the congressman from, from Virginia, Morgan Irby. State your case, Coach K or tailgating? Tailgating. Oh, well, that was a question. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and just cut it cut and dry right this here. Rig, fake news. So I guess even with four of us, we all managed to somehow compromise on tailgating. There was some no, protest. There was some travesties. The George Strait one was tough. I feel like the barbecue one was tough. I feel like the Tom Petty, Andy Griffith one was tough. I feel like I'm going. This is our this is our one shining moment where we go back on all the tough losses. Yeah, <laughs> fried chicken versus tailgating was tough, and then of course in the in, in the final round, tailgating triumphed over a um, as as we were told a Chicago veteran. So um, you know, I'm I'm sorry. It's just there's only one winner. Only one person can cut down the uh, the Southern Nets, and that's that's tailgating. Obviously. Official protest lodge. Acknowledged, lodge. reject it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, we were talking this week, and uh, it's a little bit topical. Um, we sometimes refer to it as our anchor topic. But um, our topic this week is actually we want to talk about, because there's a ton of stuff we can discuss, is uh, minor league baseball. Um I know the guys were talking this week when we were trying to figure out what, what we might talk about. Um, obviously, there's realignment news that happened in February. Um, Major League Baseball realigned the minor leagues uh, in early February. It's kind of sad that some teams were lost um, when those got realigned. That's that's a hit to to, to small towns usually. Um, when those teams the, the teams don't get lost, they just uh, they just aren't affiliated with Major League or Minor League Baseball anymore. Um, they have four levels now. Just for those that don't know. It's not dissimilar to NASCAR. Um, they have a triple A series that's below major leagues. They have a double A series and now they have high A, um, which is like single A and low A. So you've got this stratified four level system. And then from triple or sorry, from double A down, the teams are split into regional leagues. So it can be kind of easy to cheer for. You can follow a league of like the Southeastern, whatever, or the Carolina league that doesn't exist anymore based on the realignment, but you could follow these leagues and you can kind of have fun with. Um, so I was, we were talking about maybe trying to follow teams. I don't know if, I don't know if we'll do that or not, but there's certainly connotations that come with minor league baseball too, like riding the bus or like the wise journeyman who's been around for a minute and he's trying to teach the young stars, you know, how to cool it a little bit that they're, that they're not all that great or, there's the idea of life down on the farm. Usually if you've been to a baseball game, they've got some sort of update about the prospects coming up and there's always kind of excitement with that. Um, if you go to a minor league game, sometimes you can see the veterans, if they're making a rehab start, they can, it's a cheap way to see, you know, somebody pitch or somebody hit 
And then there's this idea of like, you know, you got to make it to the big show for real. As in like, you're not just going up for a cup of coffee as they call it at the end of the year, but you're, you've really made it. So I don't know. I, I wonder if those connotations come from the movies. I know you, Morgan and Dustin specifically, you guys were talking about a lot of the different movies that are related to the minor leagues. Yeah, I didn't realize how many there were. Older is probably one of my favorite. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you've been to a, I mean, you go to a lot of Durham Bowl games, don't you? Yeah. Or you have at one time. We, we tried to. We, we try to go a couple a year. Uh, sometimes it's not always easy. And when Crystal was working for the Carolina Hurricanes, um, they would give out, uh, I think, like two or three times a season. They would uh, have like a employee appreciation day, and you just pick whichever one you want to go to, and you and your family would go have hats and sit in a little club section, watch the game. Usually the, the days you can pick are extremely hot. <laughs> Not much uh, shade there. Yeah, North North Carolina in the summer. <laughs> no, I mean Der- Bull Durham was a great movie. I mean, just well done. I I, I don't know, you know, because never played minor league baseball, but it does seem like it portrays the idea of like a lifer who's like chasing a record and and how difficult, but also in in many ways like. Uh, thrilling it can be to be that guy. I mean, you're you're riding a crappy bus from town to town, you know, staying at some small hotel, eating at the restaurants, and going to the bars around town. No one knows who you really are. You know, just hoping, yeah. hoping you get that call. Sounds like our podcast right before we get that sponsorship by Bojangles. It's Bo Town. <laughs> we're just we're just meeting once a week. We're riding around on the bus. No one knows who we are. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Bull Durham's a fantastic movie, and there is one tie-in here. Um, close to my house, there's a place called Mitch's Tavern that's across the street from NC State. That the bar scene um, was filmed in Mitch's. It's actually not on the ground floor because the out, outside part of that after. Um, all that went down was was not outside of Mitch's, but Mitch's, you go upstairs, and the way they set it up for the movie, they've kept it ever since. So if you go in there, it looks just like the scene in the movie, and they have good food and good specials and everything. So definitely whenever people are in town or if you just want to go over there for lunch, it's, it's a good place to check out um, on Hillsborough Street, Mitch's Tavern. The cool thing about, another cool thing about Bulldorm is uh, the safety director for the company I work for, he played college baseball, and they used uh, – I guess his dad, I want to say he played for state, but I could be wrong. Um, he said that all of them were brought in for extras and to like kind of coach up the uh, the actors on how to actually play baseball. So he actually got to hang out with Kevin Costner. Wow. And I, um, crap, why can't I think of it? Tim, uh, who's, who's the guy? Oh. Um, why well, can't I think of his last name? <laughs> Charles Shank Redemption guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> We'll just leave it at that because I can't. I'm not, I'm not even a dad, and I don't know who you're talking about. So <laughs> yeah, you do. No, I'm anyway. saying I can't. I can't remember his name. I'm saying yeah. 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 Here's where my job as the uh, producer comes in. Tim Robbins. Thank you, Tim yes. Robbins. Thank you, Logan. Uh, they said they were really cool people to to hang out with, but a lot of them didn't know squat about playing baseball. Yeah. To his credit. Um, and I think this was the first baseball movie he did. Kevin Costner, three baseball movies. Um, 
And uh, I really, I mean, we didn't talk about this this week, but I really like For Love of the Game. Yeah, that was um, yeah, very good movie. Yeah, so if you, you know, this isn't minor league, um, but, you know, it was just a well-done movie, and apparently he threw every pitch. Like, he actually threw all the pitches in the movie. So, shout out to Kevin Costner out there. You are welcome on this program, unlike Bryce Harper. Funny, funny Kevin Costner story real quick. Um, so my, <clears throat> the episode of Country Call Cans, we interviewed a guy who's got a pretty big following named Rich O'Toole's coming out next week to coincide with his new single release. He um, hung out with Kevin Costner because he, he uh, Kevin Costner has a, like a country band that he plays in uh, on the side. And he hung out with Kevin Costner one day and he was telling me that Kevin Costner wanted to get in um, on the Texas scene and kind of like start touring around that area. And he said, Rich, um, how do I, how do I get in on this, you know, this regional scene and start getting booked and, you know, uh, get on the Texas radio cause they have their own regional scene. And he says, it's really not that difficult, man. He's like, you'd have an easy in. He said, there's like 90 some radio stations that are specific to just Texas country. Just like, they're really nice people. Just go into each one and like introduce yourself and like talk and like talk to them for about 30 minutes or so. And then Kevin Costner looks at him and goes, Hmm, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> Kevin Costner in modern West. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's good. But yeah, no, I, I'm glad you brought him up, Morgan. Uh, he's he was great. Uh, and uh, of course, that's there's and of course there's Field of Dreams. So there's you know. there's the segue. <laughs> so uh, ever made? Absolutely. I mean, I could watch I, that. It's one of those movies like Shawshank Redemption. It kind of fits on TV. I don't care what part of the movie it's in. It could be five minutes left or two seconds into the opening credits. I turn it on and I'm, don't bother me. Are you War to Works at the end? Maybe. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. I, I'm not you're, making you're fun. Not, I'm just. You're not, you're not human if if you don't. I don't I don't watch that movie Morgan. I, I I can't do what you do because I'll I'll be emotional. It's for me it's tied to my grandmother actually in a weird way. And it just reminds me of her and I, I can't do it. <laughs> I saw it once and that's and that's good enough for me. I've caught the ending a couple of times and it happened. I it as you said, it could be two minutes from the end and I catch it and I'm like, ah, the guys are stepping through the corn and I'm like, okay, I got it. I got to change it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool story about that movie as uh, uh, Kevin Costner was, I want to say it was either on Dan Patrick show, or Rich Eisen show. I was talking about that movie and he said, you know, the scene there at the end of the panning out. Yeah. They show the, the line of cars coming in. Yes. Yeah. To get that scene, they said that they put like a, uh, an ad on the radio in the newspaper to just call for extras just to, to come to the field. And that's, that whole scene was like, like just spontaneous or whatever. They weren't, they, they weren't, they weren't sure how many people were going to come show up. Interesting. Like those cars lining up to come into the, uh, the ballpark. That's incredible. Literally, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, you know, the, the scene that sort of got this whole topic started anyway, was the James Earl Jones speech. And um, right there at the end where he's telling Ray how you know, people will come and, and, and how wonderful baseball is. And I, the, there's a line that kind of like stuck with me because I reread the speech this week. Um, and he, he was, he said, they'll pass over the money without even thinking about it for it's money they have and peace they lack. And I thought as we head in, head out of 2020 and, and 
probably what was a struggle for a lot of people when baseball is back and especially minor league baseball is back. It was canceled last year, not by Morgan, everyone. It was just canceled because of COVID. Um, it was, uh, I think that that kind of speaks to the spirit of minor league baseball and, um, and baseball in general, but I, you know, we have, there's other good movies that we can talk about, but that movie really kind of digs into like why people go to minor league baseball games to like smaller, like collegiate teams, like we're going to talk about later. Um, you know, they're, it's the experience, it's the community, it's the, it's the love that comes with it. A couple of, a couple of other movies, if, if people have seen those and, and are, chances are you might be into minor league baseball or you might be into baseball as a whole if you're listening to this, but there's the rookie. I feel like most people have seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good film. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. True story about the a guy who had his major league debut at 35. Talking about that journey, man. My goodness. I'm 36. I can't imagine throwing in the major leagues. Um, Jordan rides the bus. This is not a ploy to bring Michael Jordan into it. There's a 30 for 30. That's really good. Really good. Um, about uh, on ESPN. Uh, for those that don't know the 30 for 30 series, they kind of dig into like random sports topics and um, their documentaries. It's, it's kind of wild that Michael Jordan would try and learn how to play baseball at the peak of his career. That's like LeBron James going to like learn how to play soccer like five years ago. It's like, it's really weird, but uh, it's a really interesting piece. There's the phenom. Um, and that movie came out, if I'm correct, in 2016, I want to say. Um, and that's kind of about a pitcher who kind of loses his way. Um, and a sports psychologist kind of helps him. And you kind of realize that there's some other stuff that might be weighing him down a little bit. Um, and then there's, uh, I won't ruin the ending, but it has to do with dad issues, just like the Field of Dreams thing. <laughs> and then uh, Sugar, um, which I thought was an interesting one to put on this list. Uh, it's a kid that comes from the Dominican Republic to Iowa. And he doesn't speak English, and it's about the challenges of going through the minor leagues, not speaking the language. Um, and you realize kind of now, I'm a Red Sox fan, but they're but the uh, the Hispanic. Let's just say it like this: the the people that don't speak English now in baseball are so far flung, and to, to be going through all these small barnstorming towns and stuff like that, it's really actually kind of a fascinating um, uh, movie. Once I kind of like was thinking about it, so. Yeah, just some recommendations, I guess, for people out there if they wanted it. Yeah, if you're feeling that um, summertime feeling coming on, where you want to, the boys a summer idea with baseball, and and those are all good ones to check out. We also kind of uh, we found a there was a Baseball America article that uh, through their Twitter account they had like asked people, you know, what does minor league baseball mean to you? Um, and they were specific to minor league and they got a lot of responses. I think it was like over 300, but we pulled out a few. We don't have to go through them all, but we can share some of them on online for folks. Um, but, uh, one of the, one of the response was, it's the feeling get walking in any minor league park, leaving your problems at the gates and immediate sense of community, um, envelopes or envelops you as you grab a hot dog, sit beer and sit down with strangers laughing at ridiculous promotions and revel in double plays, dingers, and strikeouts. And uh, if there was ever apt description of minor league baseball, it's that. I mean, it's, you know, every every game I've ever been to, that's the scene, you know. Um, 
and and they have to entertain you. Like minor league baseball is about like, oh, what can I do to get people and their children to come sit and watch us do something ridiculous every half inning? Yeah, I was gonna say they they the minor leagues they definitely make it for the kids a lot, but the the antics they they do in between innings. You guys have a yeah. team in Holly Springs, Morgan. Did you know that? I did not. Holly Springs Salamanders. I found this out this afternoon while <laughs> researching things. <laughs> what, 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 which level are they? I have no. I don't. I I, I don't they, know. I know that. Were, were they one of the teams that got kicked to the wayside? No, they're a real team. So you're speaking about your kids. I mean, maybe maybe that's something to investigate with Brody or Bridget. I'm definitely yeah. taking Brody to some games here when it's right. Yeah, yeah, you should. Um, you know, they, I'll I'll do a couple more here, and then we can kind of you know wrap that up. But um, there's one uh, talks about uh, actually one of our loyal listeners from his hometown. Um, says minor league uh, baseball is memories of my late grandparents who used to sit with me and our family at Calfee Park in Pulaski, Virginia, watching the Braves rookie league affiliate play in the early 90s. A few of those guys made it to the pro team. I miss them dearly. Every time I go back, I feel so. Uh, you know, it, you were talking small towns, that's small town southwest Virginia, right there, um, which is Morgan's part of the world. Um, you know. It's it really is. It used to be it. I mean, even more so than it is today. It really did used to be like tiny towns. Oh yeah. With with these community teams that people came out and supported. And uh, just one more that I thought was pretty good. Um, it's baseball for everybody, not just people with cash to blow. It's one of the few places left where you can go sit down and instantly plug into a real community see what people love it's cheaper concessions and fun mascots full of bloopers and jaw droppers just like life so which you know i i think we've complained on this show about but i know we've complained to each other about you know you want to go to an nfl game and you want to take your two kids you know and buy some food there and and you're 600 700 in easy that's but minor league that's before you even get into the football stadium yeah it's ridiculous. It's not, you can't you can't afford to do it. But minor league baseball is still this outlet, um, just this pure you know, full of dreams, full of you know, hope and community, and like it's still affordable. It's just a beautiful thing. Um, I, I've been to four or five different uh, teams parks, and it's like the same scene, different towns, different promotions, but you know that core is still always there. Have you guys? Um... Dustin, I know you just said it, but like uh, growing up in Maryland, I went to the Keys, the Bowie Bay Sox are out near Annapolis. Um, uh, briefly list them off. I went to a Wilmington Blue Rocks game recently with my in-laws in Delaware. Um, the Wilmington in Delaware. <laughs> the other and, Wilmington. Uh, the lesser Wilmington. Yep. And uh, I, hey, I'll second that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they've got a dancing celery stick that comes out every time somebody scores a home run and he dances around to blurs number two song number two i have no clue why this has been going on at first time it happened i was like what is going on and they were like oh he's been doing this for 30 years i'm like 30 years this is like 2018 people i was like what is that's the kind of stuff that you're looking for um logan i know you sent a picture i think we put it online even of you guys at the pelicans games 
Um, have you been to any of the, the, the smaller parks like this? Yeah. So like growing up, um, as we've talked about a lot on here, like we spent a lot of time at Myrtle beach and Myrtle, uh, for the longest time, the Myrtle beach Pelicans were the single a affiliate for the Atlanta Braves. And then they went to the Rangers. And then that picture was when they were actually an affiliate for the Cubs. But we went to a lot of games, um, in Myrtle beach to see them play. We saw a lot of guys come through there. Like early, as early as when they won their, uh, their league that year in 99, we saw Raphael for call, uh, when he was still down there, uh, we've seen guys down there on rehab assignments like Marcus Giles came down there. A few years later, Jeff Rancor, Brian McCann, um, a lot of players like that that you ended up seeing, you know, on TBS playing for the Braves later. And, you know, it, it was kind of cool to see, you know, dudes that eventually made it to the show. But, um, yeah, we went we went there a lot. Other than that, I, I've we went to a handful of Carolina Mocats games. Um Growing up, you, you, growing up in North Carolina, you almost always took some type of trip, whether it was with family or the church or somewhere. You went to a Mudcats game, and um, the Mudcats used to be a Double A squad. Then the Kenston Indians were the Single A squad that um, that moved to Zebulon right outside of Raleigh, and they up until the realignment, they were the Single A affiliate for I can't remember who, but they they ended up dropping down to Single A. Um, but those were the two main ones that I had, I had gone to. One of them, and I, I'm. I always say this every summer and I never know why I haven't. I've been living in Raleigh since August of 2012. So this is my, this August will be my ninth year living in the city and I've yet to travel down the road to go to a Bulls game. And I I really keep saying every summer I'm going to do it. Last summer, obviously couldn't, but um, this year I think is the year that I'm finally going to make my way over to, uh, to the Durham Bulls athletic park and, and see them play because you know it, that that farm system is pretty good because they're a triple a affiliate for the rays and the rays have to have a lot of homegrown talent so you end up seeing a lot of guys at their triple a affiliate here in durham that end up playing for the rays a few years later before they get their first big contract and bolt for somewhere with the bigger market but but yeah so i mean i that's on my list this year is to go to a bulls game i tell you um a couple of years ago I went down to greenville south carolina got to go see the red Sox minor league team the drive greenville drive down there which is Pretty cool. Uh, I think I uh, got to see Andrew Miller when he was still with the team. He was supposed to be their next up and coming closer. Long hair and beard, looking just like uh, um, everyone else that used to play for the Red Sox back around that time. But it was pretty cool. I didn't know that. Park. I mean, I know me and you text a lot about prospects, like yeah. offline. Let's see who else was. On the, I think actually, I, it was just Andrew Miller. I think at that time, pretty sure he's jumped around on it. I don't even know if he's still pitching. I mean, the Red the Red Sox have had a, a lot of talent come through at least over the past. I mean, that's that's dumb to say. A lot any any good team in baseball has had a lot of talent come through the farm system. It is kind of interesting though how much these teams move around. Um, at Logan, you kind of pointed this out. The Pelicans are an affiliate of blah, blah, blah. And then, and you know, these guys and then these guys. And um, it is interesting that you bring that up. I, I can kind of like dive in. We, we were talking about maybe trying to put some of the funnier logos, um, kind of the whole idea of like the promotion, right? Um, to get people in the park is kind of the ridiculous logos or whatever. But the re- reason I can tie that back is because um, if I was going into the AAA logos, there's like, they seem to be a bit more buttoned up, but one of the ones that I've always kind of followed ever since I had my experience in Nashville was the Nashville sounds. 
and they seem to move every freaking year. Like every year I, I log in and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Like for a while they were in, when I was there, they were the A's. So I got to see like the kind of the Billy Bean talent, like the, the post years of the Billy Bean talent. The one that I remember specifically is a guy named Sonny, Sonny Gray. I, I hope I'm pretty sure I'm saying that name correctly. And he got traded to the Yankees. So he's on the A's, but he's from Murfreesboro. And so long story short, he didn't do very well in the Yankees. He's a small town guy and New York was not for him. And it was funny because it felt like the town cared when Sonny pitched and they would come in and he would just get shelled. And everybody had been used to seeing him play. He's from Tennessee. And he, when he came to Nashville to go through town there on his way up to the A's, um, you know, it was, it was the town took it personally when Sonny Gray got shelled. And I think we ended up seeing him on, on the Rockies or don't, don't quote me on that. I, I, I saw him later in life. I think it was at a Pirates game and I was cheering for him because he's a Nashville boy. But um, the Nashville Sounds has definitely been a classic one, kind of like the Durham Bulls. That's a triple A team that move around a decent bit. Um, but one of their gimmicks, uh, I know all the Nashville Sounds mean a lot to me, but the, for other reasons. But um talking about being on the road and, and, and needing something to go do for 10 bucks. That's, that was, that was my life for a little while when I was down there, but they have a guitar scoreboard, which is pretty cool. It's literally an electric guitar out in center field. Um, I mean, do you guys, do you guys literally want me to run through some of these ridiculous names or do you guys want to keep talking about minor league stuff? <laughs> minor league. You can pick some highlights. All right. Some of them are ridiculous. We were talking about them this week. Some of them are ridiculous. very ridiculous. So I tried to, I tried to pull out ones that would make sense to people on our podcast. Cause I, you can't, there's 90 of these teams, right? We can't talk about them all. Um, the Gwinnett Stripers, apparently they used to be the Gwinnett Braves down in Atlanta. Um, first of all, I looked up, I didn't know what a striper was. I, I was, it, I was hoping it was a stripper. Um, <laughs> and when I clicked on That'd be it, an interesting logo, right? <laughs> they have a sweet logo. It's a fish for the record. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely yeah. be one of the ones that I put online. It's really cool looking. It's just, it, that's definitely a shirt that I would own. And their play-by-play announcer, uh, Logan, you're gonna have to help me with this. Make sure I say his name, right? Tony Schiavone. Oh yeah. Tony Schiavone. He was the, um, he was the voice of WCW Monday Nitro from like 96 to like 98 or 99. Tony, he's now doing AEW commentary with Jim Ross, but Tony Schiavone is a uh, fantastic, um, uh, announcer who has uh, a foot both in professional wrestling and baseball. And he also did Georgia Bulldogs football games for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a, you get these weird footnotes with like these minor league teams. Uh, there's a team in AAA called the Round Rock Express, and it's named the Express because Nolan Ryan's family owns it, and his nickname was the Express. Um, Morgan, I got a team for you: the the El Paso El Paso Texas Chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, Morgan has some very beloved Chihuahuas that he you had some. He's holding up one finger. It was as many as three at one point. I was trying to keep it happy here. Double <laughs> <laughs> um, A, I'll work my way down. Uh, we haven't talked about this movie, and I was wondering if, if, if it would come up naturally or not. Get, get it? Naturally? Um, the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. It's clearly a reference to the movie The Natural. That's my favorite baseball movie. Um, I think Field of Dreams gets to stand by itself, but I, I, I think that The Natural, based off of pro baseball, but it's still a great movie. 
Yeah. Um, if I'm going to post their logo online because it's so ridiculous. It looks like the logo to like a bad theme park. It's got like a waterfall and a lightning bolt and all sorts of weird stuff <laughs> going on in it. It's pretty bad. The Amarillo, uh, good old George Strait, right? Amarillo by morning. The Amarillo Sod Poodles. Apparently, it looks like it's an angry prairie dog. I have no clue what this is. Uh, there's the Richmond Flying Squirrels. That's another team who I've actually been to a game there. When you walk into the ballpark there, it says, welcome to the squirrely gates, as opposed to welcome <laughs> to the pearly gates. <laughs> it's, it's cheesy. <laughs> um, Bubba Watson owns the double-A Pensacola Blue Wahoos. So I guess he made enough money as a golfer to own a, uh, a team called the Blue Wahoos in Florida. Very and, appropriate for him to own that team. Right? And in double-A, the one that needs to be brought up is Alabama's killing it with their double-A baseball teams. They have two teams. They have the Rocket City Trash Pandas. That is a real team name, people. Um, their mascot is a trash can, or sorry, a panda in a rocket ship trash can. So think Oscar the Grouch, but a panda. And then they also have the Montgomery Biscuits, which I now plan on following for the rest of my life, along with the Nashville Sounds. Uh, the announcer, when opposing players come up to bat, apparently yells, hey, butter, 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 on the... <laughs> announcement <laughs> their gift shop is called the biscuit basket they shoot biscuits with an air cannon their official team colors are butter and blue aka yellow and blue they have big mo an orange beast who loves biscuits and robs the air cannon sometimes and then they also have monty the biscuit who is on their uniforms and they also that that wasn't a, that wasn't a, a, enough mascots. They also had a micro mini potbelly pig named Miss Gravy, the Duchess of Pork. <laughs> <laughs> Montgomery Biscuits, way to go! You've somehow outdone the uh, Rocket City Trash Pandas. So congratulations. <laughs> so uh, one thing ahead. about the uh, Gwinnett Stripers, you were saying you had never heard of a striper, but a striper is a is a bass, but it's yeah. also known as a rockfish. And if you go underneath I-95 from Runnagrappas, where Dustin and I grew up into Weldon, North Carolina, home of Ralph's Barbecue, you go to the Roanoke River, and there is a sign there that says it's the rockfish capital of the world. Is because it? it is. It's not just a sign there. It's, it is the rockfish capital of the world. I can tell you that I plan on getting some of these T-shirts. Their logos are phenomenal. <laughs> I'm def I already have a sounds t-shirt. I'm definitely gonna be a proud owner of a Montgomery Biscuit shirt and a and a Greenville striper or a Gwinnett striper shirt for sure. Um we've talked in the past about the low A. There's a West region. Who cares? We've already mentioned that on this podcast. Who cares about the Pac-12? Who cares about the Big Ten? The East and the Southeast have our attention, and they have tons of teams here. Charleston River Dogs, Bill Murray owns this team. You have the Augusta Green Jackets, which is, which is literally just a bumblebee in a green jacket. <laughs> and it has, and it weirdly enough, it has golf clubs on the logo. Yes. There's no baseball uh, mentions whatsoever. <laughs> it's like nobody in Augusta even cares that, uh, that, that they've just given up on thinking baseball is like going to be a thing in the town. Another one of my favorites, the Down East Wood Ducks. It's literally just an angry wood duck for a logo, which I think is awesome. Um, Duck is my favorite animal. And then here's here's the outrage. First of all, he was not selected in the Southern 64. And now he's being kicked off a baseball team. I just want to know when the atrocities to this man's legacy ends. The Canapolis Intimidators 
were a real baseball team, and they switched their name this year to the Kannapolis Cannonballers. Morgan, I think you should cancel the Kannapolis Cannonballers. Done. Uh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of it name sounds is sounds to me like they're in for a curse, like a Red Sox-style curse. I just – how do you take away the name – the man was born in Kannapolis. How do you take away – this is a travesty. The only other one I'll mention is the Fort Myers Mighty Muscles. It's literally a jacked up muscle <laughs> and he has a bunch of muscles and he's pointing to the fence like Babe Ruth. And it's just, I burst out laughing when I saw this thing. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's the twins new uh, affiliate. They changed their name from the miracle, which is kind of weak to uh, the mighty muscles. So <laughs> the jacked muscle, man, these things are national treasures. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple teams that were kicked out. Is what gets people to the, some of the people to these ballparks. I, I'm willing to buy their t-shirts all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm a sucker for marketing. I don't know. Uh, Logan, take notes. You should be taking notes for your marketing job. <laughs> <laughs> you need a cute, lovable thing that's jacked up and have the fans vote on a name. <laughs> uh, we talked before this podcast, but we said it's kind of sad for small-town baseball that some of these teams got kicked out. Um, I'll mention the Lexington like uh, Lexington Legends only because I know Ryan McGee on the show Marty and McGee often rocks their their stuff. Um, they're just they're unaffiliated now. Unfortunately, there's the Norwich Sea Unicorns, which literally is a narwhal with a navy hat and a harpoon. Um, I plan on getting their gear before they become defunded or whatever. Um, and then the only other one I'd mention is the Rocky Mountain Vibes. People, please Google this. I beg of you, please Google this. It is a flaming s'more and mountain climbing boots flashing the peace sign. It, <laughs> I can't explain it to you any better than that. We will definitely post it online because you, I, and I will do it this week because you have to see these logos to, to really understand them. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Mountain vibes. That just sounds like something you'd pick up at a dispensary out there. Yeah. So. Well, minor league baseball, it's special. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it'll be fun to share some of these. And who knows, maybe in future weeks, we might bring some of them back around. I think, Dustin, if me and you can pick a wood bat league, or sorry, a wood bat team and a minor league team, if you guys want to do it with us, you can. But I think, I think me and you should, should, Morgan. Could be fun. I'm down. I'm down. Morgan's nodding. <laughs> Could be fun. And maybe Bojangles will sponsor our uh, trips to go see them play in person. See, there you go. Should we, <laughs> should we explain the constant Bojangles reference or should we leave people in suspense? <laughs> if you're looking for a tasty breakfast in the morning, can't go wrong with a nice helping of Bo Rounds. To be clear, we're not sponsored by Bojangles yet. <laughs> But we're we're very interested in gaining that sponsorship. So that's all the chatter. <laughs> Please give us some money, Bojangles. Thank you. <laughs> or at least some biscuits. We'll work for biscuits. And Bo Rounds. <laughs> <laughs> all right. right. You're on Morgan, deck. What you got? What's that? 
It's what are you canceling this week, Morgan? All right. Well, it's that time again for another rousing episode of Morgan's Canceled Corner. Canceled. 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 So I'm sitting here thinking about what irritates me this week. And I just, I can't get over how quickly these stores like to put up the next holiday uh, decorations crap that they're going to sell. They can't just let let something sit for a little bit. They got to have it all ready to go as soon as Valentine's Day is over. What comes out? St. Patrick's Day, but that doesn't really get any love. That just gets pushed pushed to the corner because they're already working on Easter. They got all the gift bag, baskets and all the candies just shoved right in your face as soon as you walk into any grocery store or Walmart. You know, as soon as that's done, oh, got to get Memorial Day stuff on out so you get people start buying that. You know, when you know September comes, stores are itching, I and mean, I mean itching to get Christmas stuff put up. I mean, some places they already have Christmas music playing in October. Travesty, wrong. It's, it's horrible. Like absolutely right? terrible. And it, it, uh, what pisses me off even more is right after Halloween's over, which is probably one of my favorite holidays, they just skip right over Thanksgiving and go right to Christmas. Most stores don't even do anything for Thanksgiving. They just, eh, whatever. It's time to put up the Christmas lights in the trees and get people buying crap. Um, <laughs> you know what? My canceling of this week is stores and corporations shoving uh, holidays on us too quickly. Yeah. And the greeting so card lobby. Slow down and just let's put the life. greeting card lobby in there. <laughs> we don't we don't need I don't need you know you tell me Christmas is coming in, in, in August. I like no, it, Morgan. I used to work at a retail store and they would ship out shorts in I January. I used to work at Walmart in in high school. I didn't like it. Yeah. I like this one. Hell yeah. I'm co-signing on this. Canceling retail, shoving holidays down our throats. Look here. Look here. <laughs> It, it's just horrible, man. They, they, they're just itching because they're like, all right, this holiday's over. We need people to keep buying stuff. All right, what's the next holiday? Put it on the shelves. Like, no, just, just slow down. Christmas should like this holiday. It doesn't Christmas matter. Christmas should not. Christmas should not be allowed to happen until December first. Exactly. At least after Thanksgiving. Yeah. The well, after Thanksgiving, do your dishes on Thanksgiving. The day December first. The day after Thanksgiving is the day that you are allowed to start talking Christmas, start playing Christmas music, putting up Christmas lights, not until the day after Thanksgiving. I like it. I, I, I give I was, this I one say, I was saving two thumbs up. One. I was going to save this one until later in the year, but I was like, you know what? It's just a good one. <laughs> no, I'm all over. I'm and, with and I you. Might just, and I might, I might just do a double cancellation. I might just cancel these, these people again. Come you know, November. Oh, I get it. Oh, I we, get it. we haven't had a double cancellation yet. <laughs> that that does it for Morgan's weekly rousing episode of Morgan's Cancelled Corner. Tune in next week to another episode of Morgan's Cancelled Corner. Same cancelled time, same cancelled station. Cancelled. All right. I like it, Morgan. I, I'm 100% in line with that. But I will press forward with the bless your heart this week, even though we skipped over it uh, in time. Uh, I wanted to give a little uh, little sunshine and shout out to Sawyer Thompson. 
He's an eighth grader from Alexandria, Virginia, who built the website dmvvaccine.com. The site updates every minute. It shows where uh, available vaccine appointments are found in like CVS pharmacies, hospitals, universities, grocery stores across the D.C. metropolitan area. Um, He linked it to a Twitter feed where people can set up mobile notifications where it's like if something comes available, it'll alert their phone and they can go online and try to book it. Um, When he was interviewed about it, um, Sawyer said, I saw on the news how hard it was to get a vaccine appointment. And I thought, surely it can't be that hard. Sure enough, it was really it really was that hard. And I knew if they had the technology to create all the vaccine portals, you could use the same technology to make getting the vaccine a lot easier. It's helping your community when the system that's already been created isn't working. That's why I did it. So good on you, Sawyer. Uh, I'm impressed by your IT skills, but also your willingness to do something good for everybody else. Definitely, going, he's definitely going places. He seems like a really good kid. I've used Absolutely. this. Actually, Dustin, you sent it to me. We've 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 used this. We've this is a real yep. thing we can actually use, and we actually got some value out of. So, yep, absolutely. So, good on you, Sawyer Thompson. Keep doing you. Yeah. Good All right. Well, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. We will see you next week.